What is science? What makes a rational tool science instead of a social science, art, or a simple trade? Science is probably the greatest practical tool created by human reason. It is both a savior for workers, but also another possible source of tyranny over the workers of the world. So much so that in our modern world, it has reached the point of being a demigod for most secular religions, such as law and politics, that have always been tyrants over the working class anyway. Workers must understand what makes science, science, in order to understand how it works and how it can both be a savior and a possible tool for tyranny by the powers that control us. It turns out that science can be defined very simply. Simplicity is, in fact, one of its necessary attributes because it uses the philosophical principle of Occam's razor as both a heuristic requirement for its technique and processes and as an epistemological element of its definition of knowledge. That is, it uses Occam's razor both as a procedural element and as a substantive element of its knowledge. For example, given a choice between using 2 plus 2 or 1 plus 1 plus 5 minus 4 minus 1 plus 3 minus 1 to express the, uh, something that totals 4, science would always pick the former or just use the number 4. This would not be true of rational tools such as law, politics, psychology, for example, that would usually try to use the more complicated wording or formulas. You may remember from prior podcasts that Occam, William of Occam was a medieval philosopher who developed a concept called Occam's razor defined as follows. Suppose there exist two explanations or two or more explanations for an occurrence. In this case, the simpler one is usually the better. Another way of saying it is that the more assumptions you have to make, the more unlikely an explanation is pragmatically true. If you think science and practice is incredibly complicated now, try to imagine how much more complicated it would be without this principle. And if it were operated in the same way that law or politics is operated, or even in which psychology is operated, in which the more complicated solution is usually accepted as the better one. For the working class, science is defined as follows. Science is a conceptual tool for predicting future experience based on past experience that uses the scientific method. The scientific method is a technique with four attributes as follows. Hypotheses that can be tested through repeatable, falsifiable, and parameter-controlled experiments. These are simple attributes, but missing one means that something is not a science. Occam's razor applies to all of these four attributes. The first attribute is a hypothesis. As we discussed in the earlier Truth or Illusion episodes in the Philosophy of Language series, when reason views sense experience, it does not do it as a blank slate. There's always a fabric of language by which reason works with consciousness in order to seek power over others and the world. The hypothesis used should be as simple as possible in order for the scientific method to work. This is true pragmatically for what hopefully should be obvious reasons. For each sense experience or phenomena that we experience or observe, there are almost always an extremely large and usually incomprehensible number of possible explanations for the sense experience or phenomena. For example, Akim used the example of the simple raising of one's finger, which creates an infinite number of possible explanations for this act because the raising of the finger changes its relationship with every other point in the universe. 
As a further example, think of, of formulas and statements in physics. When Newton made observations of an apple falling from a tree and came up with the statement force equals mass times acceleration, he could have used an almost infinite number of other possible calculations and formula to describe what happened to the falling apple. This formula of F equals MA was the simplest available at the time. The more complicated the theory, or the more theories one has, the harder it is for the scientific method to test the hypothesis. The harder it is to test and disprove, the less scientific it is. Simpler theories are preferable to more complex ones because they are more readily testable. Again, for example, in modern physics, according to the modern general relativity physics of the last 100 years, the concept used by Newton and Galileo of an inertia reference frame that is necessary for either a heliocentric or geocentric model of the solar system does not exist. According to modern relativity physics, all we can do is establish coordinate systems for space-time, in which the only requirement is that each point have a unique coordinate. So, in modern relativity physics, if we had a mind or a computer sophisticated enough to deal with the enormous and convoluted mathematical complexities involved, we could choose and use a coordinate system with the revolving Earth at the center and the Sun revolving around it. Because real science accepts and practices Occam's razor as a technique for its conceptual choices, real modern relativity physics chooses the sun as the center of its coordinate system, thus greatly simplifying the math and achieving a much more pragmatic model and more useful concept of knowledge. The scientific method attributes of repeatable and parameter-controlled experiments are fairly straightforward. The attribute of repeatable is necessary because if an experiment can only be done once and not repeated, the implication is that it is or may be a fluke. Parameter-controlled experiments are necessary because if we have an experiment with so many parameters that there's no way to have practical control over them, nor to accurately and rationally keep track of them or measure them, it is usually impossible to reach definite conclusions. So, for example, assuming a solar system model of the Earth revolving around the Sun is much simpler in terms of parameters than an Earth-centered model in which the Sun revolves around the Earth, though theoretically the latter is possible in abstract form. But its complexity in practice makes it impossible to conceptually create due to the almost infinite number or incomprehensible number of parameters involved, at least for the present. This latter attribute makes mathematics almost always an essential element of science in the scientific method, because mathematics allows for the simple hypothesis that can much more simply uh, keep track of multiple and varying parameters. The most challenging aspect of the scientific method is the requirement that a hypothesis be falsified or can be falsified, that is, that they can be proven false. There is no requirement that scientific hypothesis can be proven true. This requirement of falsifiability exists because of the logical problems associated with the nature of inductive reasoning that is a necessary part of both developing hypotheses and for testing them, and also because of the associated logical problem or problems associated with the concept of cause and effect. Induction, the rational process of concluding general statements from particular premises, cannot give necessary or certain truths, yet hypotheses and any associated testing of them 
assumes necessity or certainty when inducing hypotheses from sense experience. Also, on the other side of the coin of this issue is the problem that there is no empirical or logical method to prove the existence of a cause and effect relationship between the sense experience, between sense experience, other than the experience of correlation or of being related in time and space. So the concept of cause and effect should be meaningless, yet it is routinely used in much of science. I will contemplate, I will contemplate these much more convoluted issues of falsifiability and the problems that lead to the creation of these attributes in the next episodes. <laughs>